Today on the Callahan Show, well, we're talking about lying liars who lie. We're talking about all the liars in the mainstream media. A Rolling Stone had a big scoop about overdoses at an Oklahoma hospital. Turns out <laughs> to be totally made up. Joe Biden says he had a nice time visiting the Tree of Life synagogue. Turns out totally made up. And a refugee from Afghanistan tweets out a picture of his dinner, and he's complaining that we're just not feeding them enough. I'll tell you why. He's full of it. Bad news for the Americans stuck on airplanes in Afghanistan. Nobody cares about you anymore. Sorry. And we'll ask the question, is Tom Brady really vaccinated? He said he had COVID. And Bruce Arians said they're all, all the bucks are vaccinated. It just doesn't seem to add up. But uh, we'll ask that question and a whole lot more on today's Callahan Show. Brought to you by DCU. Whether you're buying your first home, your dream home, or looking to refinance the home you love, DCU may have the mortgage program to fit your needs and, more importantly, your budget. Their mortgage experts will walk you through the application process and help remove the hurdles that can make it a difficult and confusing process. They'll bring you right up to the front steps of home ownership. Learn more about rates and programs. Or to apply today at dcu.org slash mortgage. DCU is an equal housing lender, NMLS number 466914, insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Carano, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, it is Tuesday, September 7th. That means freaking summer's over. I hate this day. Me too. Carano, Me too. It. Just a, it's just a bummer, you know. Uh, it is a good day if you're a business owner. I was talking to a, a construction guy, small construction firm yesterday, and he was giddy. As the uh, unemployment finally runs out for the people who've just been milking it for a year and a half. Finally, the uh, I think it's uh, 10 million people. I think that's a it's a, a pretty good number because there are 10 million jobs oh, available out there. Perfect one to one. And there are millions of people who are uh, are going to have to start working again. Um that's that's a good news that's good news for the uh, private sector. It's good news for, you know, McDonald's and and Burger King and all the little construction firms that uh, need help and people who were sitting at home collecting all these years and obviously uh that was obviously part of the plan for Democrats, part of the plan to keep uh, people at home dependent on uh, government. Um, Couldn't do it forever, though. I just I guess they can't do it forever. Although, you know, AOC and Ayanna Presley and Bernie Sanders are fighting to keep them uh, uh, on the dole forever. I I guess the Biden administration is finally going to say time to go back to work. I just uh, retweeted a... uh, I think it was ABC News tweet this morning. Um, let me get it for you and see see if you could uh, uh, figure out the mystery. Yeah, ABC News. Jobless Americans have few options as benefits expire. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, I know I'm I'm a pretty smart guy. I thought of one option. I don't know about you. Did you think of any other options? Their options. They have few options as benefits expire. It says few options. I mean, that's the whole point. Their benefits expire, leaving them with one obvious option. Go into any of the places you see with help wanted signs, which are everywhere, or uh, get online and and, and um, yeah, search for the job, you know, a job, search for your dream job, but it's time to um, get back to work as benefits expire for, I'm trying to find the number, for millions and millions and millions of people. Can I ask um, you a question about that too? So the Biden administration's reporting something like 5.8% unemployment rate, which seems ter- like a, a complete lie. But then do you think they're including those uh, 10 million people who are collecting unemployment the, the, in that the number? Jo- There's no the, way. Well, the recent jobs report from um, uh, the w- was bad, bad news. There were, the unemployment was up. Black unemployment went up. Um, and there's still uh, millions. I think it's not between 9 and 10 million jobs um, uh, available. So there, I mean, there are jobs you just, but I don't blame people. If you're a, if you're a lower, you know, whatever, a blue collar worker who is uh, a part-time working fast food, working, you know, waiting tables, whatever, and you can get paid to do nothing. If your government pays you, just keeps giving you a check. I don't, you know, I'm not blaming people for taking the check. Of course, you're going to take the check. Of course, you're going to take the, the free money. I mean, but there are so many people out there, like the guy I was talking to yesterday, are just so frustrated because they can't 
find people. And you've seen all the stories. That there was a McDonald's. I forget what city it was in. It, it had to close because the day the unemployment checks arrived, nobody showed up. They, um, at McDonald's, they had to close. So there's a there's a burrito franchise around my neck of the woods. I won't name them out. No free advertising on this show, I guess. But uh, they had to close two locations. Really? They, they've been open for 18 years. Their Portsmouth location had to close because they don't they can't hire anybody. That's crazy. You hear restaurants going out of business all the time, but not because they can't find employees. That's that's nuts. Yeah, and and I mean. <laughs> Their jobs are out there. Their jobs are out there. There just was no incentive to do it. Today, it says 8.9 million Americans will lose some or all of their unemployment benefits. That is a good thing. That is not a, you know, heartless uh, right-wing, you know, talking point. That is a good thing because people, uh, you know, people have to work. They have to get back to work and the employers need help. So that's a good thing about the end of summer here. Um, uh, here on, what did I say it was? September 7th? September 7th, September yeah. September 7th. You know what? Uh, I, one of my favorite talk and my favorite subjects, as you know by now, is uh, media. I, I used to call it media bias. It's more like media corruption, media immorality, the immorality of the media. Donald Trump was right about one thing. Uh, that's for sure. He called them the enemy of the people, and they are the enemy of the people, the enemy of the truth. They are liars. Mainstream media are full of liars, full of just uh, uh, corrupt people who who have uh, an agenda, and uh, they, you're not going to get the truth from them. It depends. Their choice of stories, That's you, you often see media biased by omission. Yeah. You know, I feel bad for for a number of reasons. There are apparently, and, and if you, it, you you may not know this, maybe you don't even know this, Corona. There are six. Let me get the story. Six planes being held up on an held up at an airport in Afghanistan. It's not, by the way, Harmad Karzai Airport. No, it's one outside. It's, in, the it's city. another airport in northern Afghanistan. Uh, I mean, you got to look hard for the story, but there are Americans being held. Hostage, essentially. I mean, that would sounds like the definition to me. I don't know what the, what the end game is going to be, but they're holding them up. We don't know what the demands are. We don't know anything. We don't know have, have we don't have details at all. I'm looking at Gateway Pundit, a website, and they're talking about the six airplanes and where they are. Yeah. Um, how long they've been held? Hey, you, you don't. I mean, have you seen this? I, so I saw, yeah, but there's not, there aren't a lot of details. It sounds to me like- I just watched the news for an hour and a half They did not morning. talk about it? Not a mention. Really? Not a mention of the six airplanes being held on the ground. If this, uh, obviously, if this was Donald Trump as president, it would be front page news. It would be the lead for CNN, NBC, ABC. It is amazing how, uh, a sto- how, how, how corrupt they are. Amazing how corrupt the media is. This is- by any definition, a story. I don't know how big a story. I don't know how many Americans. I don't know what they what's going to happen. But they're apparently being held on the ground in northern Afghanistan, not being allowed to leave right. by the Taliban. That's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. You know what else you don't see? You know what else you didn't see anywhere? What didn't I see? The meet we talked about this last week. I, I would say it's kind of a big deal. The president, Joe Biden, uh, had a conversation with the former president of Afghanistan, Ghani. That snake who took off with 160 million, I forget where, I don't even remember where he is. Where is South he? America, uh, I thought, or Central America. Uh, is he? Something uh, like whatever. that. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he went to Colombia. I mean, he, I, not, I, I don't know where he went. His sons went to Colombia. Anyway, he's a, he's, he's a snake. He took the money and ran. But they had that conversation not so long ago where Joe Biden asked him to lie. And not only did Joe Biden ask him to lie, Carano, Joe Biden lied himself. Joe Biden looked in the cameras, told America, that the Afghan military was going to hold up and the Afghan, Afghan government was going to be in control after we left. Now, that obviously, you know, most of us uh, had our doubts, but it turns out it was a flat-out lie and a costly one. I think it cost 13 uh, service people their lives. It's going to be more than that, I mean. And, and, it's, and it was cost a lot of uh, civilians their lives, too. But think of this. Think of this. He, he tells, he asks Ghani to lie, to say, he said, "Perception's important. Uh, we need uh, we need the right perception. We need to, people to think that you're 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 good to go. You're going to hold up. The military's going to hold up." And then on July eighth, Biden uh, told tell everyone uh, the military was ready 
and they were going to they were going to they were going to three hundred thousand to yeah. seventy five thousand. Yes, they're yes. well armed, well, well armed. Yeah, it, you know, he, he lied to everybody. He lied yeah. to the world. He yeah. lied to the world, and he asked Connie to lie. I dare you to find that story, like on the front page of any news. I, I was probably in the New York Post, but I believe all the usual suspects: ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, New York. They just ignored it. That is amazing. They spent weeks, weeks talking about uh, Donald Trump's phone call to Ukraine when he asked them to look into the corrupt Biden family, a phone call to Ukraine. It was like ridiculous. They impeached him for it. They wrote a thousand stories. You had, you know, talk shows and, 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 and you know, talking heads talking about how, how uh, inappropriate that was. You actually have a president asking another leader to lie, to lie, to co to cover up the truth. Here's the exact quote, too. There is a need, whether it is true or not, to project a different picture, is what Biden told him. That, that's, whether it's that's, true or not. That's by definition <laughs> asking him to lie. This guy's crazy. That's by definition asking Ghani to lie. And what? To, it's, that's not some harmless lie. And we'll get to the, you know, we'll get to the harmless lie, uh, by comparison at least. But that is amazing. How is that not like the biggest story in the freaking world when you have a president who is lying to everybody, lying to the public, lying to the American people, lying to the world, and asking our ally, our little, uh, uh, this, this regime that lasted, what was it, 11 days uh, after we announced we were leaving? Essentially, it was really like a, a weekend where they crumbled, they fell, they collapsed, and he took off with a bunch of money. You know, on a, on a, I don't even know who he went with him, but he took off and, and, and the, the, you know, the country uh, fell into the hands of the Taliban in a couple of days. It, it's one thing, you know, to have like a commentary, a, a opinion show where you say, I don't think it was a big deal or whatever. You, you cover up for the guy. It's, it's you know, got, people do it on both sides. You know, Sean Hannity, he would defend Trump. No matter what, right? Yeah, and, he would. and I'm sure all the usual, you know, Chris Hayes and Lawrence O'Donnell will defend Biden no matter what. But to ignore that, to ignore it and act like it didn't happen, that is not media bias. That is corruption. That is immorality. They, the, the, the idea that he's your guy, you know, he's my guy. So I'm going to pretend it didn't happen. That. If you're a reader of the uh, you know, New York Times or Boston Globe, I don't think there's too many of those left, but don't you demand better? Don't you expect more? I mean, you, 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 if you want to do a straight news story and just have that quote you just read, you know, in quotes, and here's what happened, and you, know, you decide whether you think it's appropriate or not, that's one thing. But to just ignore it and say, oh, hopefully it'll just go away, and our guy won't, it won't embarrass our guy. It won't, it won't hurt our side. That's just so free. I mean, again, it's a it's a topic you know we do every day here, and and, and I tweet about it all the time. But these are just two. Ex this is a weekend, uh, two examples, and I haven't even got to the to the to the meaningless lie yet, which makes. Uh, t tell me this: which do you find more troubling, when the president of the United States lies about something like this about the readiness the the preparedness of the Afghan government, the Afghan military, as we try to get out, as we put our Marines in harm's way, as we get 13 of our of our heroic warriors killed for no damn reason. Is that more disturbing or, disturbing, or the fact that our president uh, meets with some rabbis and says, oh yeah, I remember visiting the Tree of Life Synagogue. <laughs> the Tree of Life Synagogue, if you don't remember, was the site of a mass shooting. I believe 11 people were, uh, were slaughtered. Uh, 11 Jewish anti-Semitic uh, 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 hate crime. I guess you'd obviously a hate crime. Yeah, in you know, murder, murder, 11 people. Was it 2018? Yeah, yeah it was. In, in uh, Pennsylvania. Um, so Biden's talking to rabbis, and he just, for no reason, no good reason, just lies and said, yeah, I went and visited the Tree of Life Synagogue. And his own White House PR team had to issue a, I don't know what you call it, not correction, if you're Rolling Stone, it's called an update. They do an update right. and they say, actually, he didn't go there. So he says he does something that is so easy to verify, so easy to check. Does that kind of liar bother you more than the guy who tells the big lie? Because, I mean, to me, the big lie. Yeah. 
given the consequences. But, but, uh, but, the, but I, I agree. But the big lie, he was trying to accomplish something, you know? He was trying to convince people that the Afghan, it was a good time to leave because yeah. he wanted the photo op for September 11th. Right. So he said, it was a strategy, a strategy. We're going to lie about this and we're going to uh, convince people that it is a, a good, a pro an appropriate time to get out of Afghanistan. So to me, there's a purpose to that lie. It doesn't uh, obviously make it right. It's, it's, it's very disturbing. But when you have somebody who so casually and comfortably lies, uh, like to take advantage of a situation, I guess, that I, yeah, I visited the synagogue when immediately the people at the synagogue say, no, no. he didn't. And the people at the White House say, well, no. I guess there's really no way to spin this. <laughs> so we'll just say it's a, it's a holiday weekend, Labor Day weekend. We'll just say he misspoke. No, the lie on purpose is always worse, I think. I yeah. mean, he's just crazy. His, his head's not there anymore. His, his brain is mush. That's why he's lying. He, like, he's oh, putting it, himself in, situa in, in situations that didn't exist. But, but I, always, I, I think of this, and I, I, I say it all the time. My mother told me when I was a kid, I, you know, if, if you lie once and, and, you know, get caught, no one will ever believe you again. And I always thought about that. So, so I lie about something little or big. It doesn't matter. But the rest of my time, my relationship with the people I lied to, they're never going to believe me again. Not 100%. Yeah. They're always going to have their doubts. And yeah. You knew kids like that when you're a kid, the kids who just lied and yeah. made stuff up. What? When you think of the consequence, the consequence is everyone thinks you're full of it. Now, today, if Joe Biden comes out and says, oh, yeah, I was... Uh, he'll probably lie about where he was on September 11th, right? He'll say, oh, yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> I was at the Pentagon that day and the plane hit the building. And they'll go, wait, he was not. But he doesn't care that he doesn't have any credibility. He doesn't care that no one will believe him again. It's He's made a career out of telling these dumb, insignificant, seemingly insignificant little lies, you know, lying about, you know, <clears throat> what college he went to. He said he went to Delaware State, lying about where he finished in law school, said, you know, finished top of his class, stuff like that. He just makes up. You got the plagiarism stuff, too. Yeah, plagiarizing, and I'm sure he uh, denied he, play, he plagiarized, but he did. <clears throat> but to sit there and say, oh, yeah, I visited the synagogue, and everyone's going, well, let me just check that. Google that. Let me just check. <laughs> oh, did it? No, let me check with the White House. No, he didn't. He didn't. That is, I, I will give you that. It's not as disturbing as lying about, you know, a war and getting people killed, but it goes to credibility. It goes to the mindset. Maybe you're right that it's a, a senility thing that he's just losing his mind. He doesn't remember whether he went there or not. But think of the people famous for lying. Brian Williams. Brian yeah, Williams, yeah. perhaps the most famous liar. Obviously, he's liberal, so he still has a job. You know, people just, he just made stuff up. We used to play the cuts from Brian Williams on the radio all the time because they're funny. He's hilarious. He makes up these dramatic stories about bodies floating by my hotel during Katrina. And, you know, someone checked on it and found out it was totally made up. He makes up you know, the Kachuchu rockets. We were in the chopper in Iraq and they were firing Kachuchu rockets. Just makes it up. And the best one of all was that the guys who took out Bin Laden, Robert O'Neill and the other and SEALs, got a piece of the helicopter that they blew up, you know, that crashed, they had to blow yeah. it up, and brought it home just for him. I mean, no one, uh, I don't think there's no, uh, no famous person could top Brian Williams for storytelling, for just making stuff up. But then you go and check it, and it's all just, it's just crap. I mean, he just lied to make himself seem heroic, to steal some valor from whoever, the, the, the people in during Katrina or the people in Iraq. But now, I mean, I don't know who watches him on TV, but could you ever watch Brian Williams N never. tell a story about his own life and believe it? No. He, I mean, Cullen is the only other example, but he's just nowhere near as famous. Right. I mean, well, if he were on a national scale, yeah. it would be the same type of, you know, And well, I mean, Kevin, Kevin Cullen, I mean, that comes with a, uh, an asterisk because he worked at the Globe, and the sure. Globe has yeah. a long history of people just making stuff up. I mean, Kevin Cullen took the job that Mike Barnacle lost because he yes. made stuff up. <laughs> and then Kevin crazy. Cullen, and obviously we had a, a lot of fun with, with Kevin Cullen on the radio, Minahan and Chris Curtis just yeah. dug in and just completely exposed him. And and we went back and uh, we had the sound of him, you know, playing the tin whistle in a band in Ireland. <laughs> just, I mean, and again, it's like Brian Williams, stealing valor. He, he claimed... Uh, essentially, that he was at the finish line of the marathon when the bombs went off. 
not thinking that someone would check it and realize there was no reason for him to be at the finish line. I mean, it's, it, it, there wasn't, no one was expecting bombs to go off. But, and if you're not familiar with Kevin Cullen, you should dig in and re read about it. Read Minahan. It's, it's incredible. So he was talking to a foreign, was he, was he talking to like an Irish uh, news administrator? Is yes, that, is yes. That I why? Think so, it was, he was, uh, so he just felt like maybe they wouldn't check? That's a good point. <laughs> and, and he, but you could tell that he's comfortable just lying oh, yeah. when he talks about it. It's just, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I'll, I'll embellish. That's what we do. He puts himself but, in the story. But the amazing thing was, uh, and, and Minahan and Curtis took him down, and he didn't lose his job. Again, you, you can lie if you're liberal, and we will get to the Rolling, get to Rolling Stone. Yeah, sure. But you can lie if you're on the right side of uh, you know, the, the political aisle, uh, the ide ideological aisle. Uh, Brian Williams or Kevin Cullen doesn't survive a day if they're, uh, you know, writing for the uh, whatever Boston Herald or New York Post, not a day. I mean, you, it's an absolute 100% fireable offense unless you're a good uh, old lefty. And, and, you know, the whole newspaper, everybody there, they're all, you know, radical lefties, including the owners, John Henry, Lita Pizzuti. So he got to survive and he still writes and he still makes stuff up. I mean, I have no doubt if you read him, he's still making stuff up because he's been empowered he's been he's gotten the pass he survived he still has his job and he still feels like you know part of his job is to embellish or as mike particle said to write parables not real stories i mean you pretend they're real mike particles the story that brought him down was writing about a a, a black kid and a white kid in a hospital in maine mm. and they were uh, uh they had cancer and and one died and the other one didn't and it was just all made up yeah. just made up these kids and something as serious as childhood cancer and used it probably because he, you know, didn't have a column that day, you know, needed a column. So he just made stuff up. He got a bunch of chances. He got, you know, I don't know what, six, seven, eight, ten chances, warnings, just kept doing it. Like Cullen is uh, still doing it. Patricia Smith did it. Uh, Callum Borges did it. The the Globe has had, I mean, that every, every news organization is famous for something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Globe is famous for pipe artists, for plagiarists, for thieves, <laughs> for being, for uh, having the print version of Brian Williams, people that casually and comfortably lie and don't feel, <laughs> don't feel bad about it at all. Even well, when, no even when they're caught. Well, right? they were clear, the, the globe clear that, you know, and in, 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 they cleared all the Cullen stuff. They said they did an investigation and cleared him. So he's, there's no consequences it, it, for him lying. It was so, and, and it's sickening what he did too, by the way, he, he used the people at the finish line. He used victims of uh, the bombings. I was giving them sort nicknames of like, like Janie. Oh, J Janie, so gross he, what he was he, doing. I mean, see if you can get that sound. Get, just get a cut because he said he sees Janie. That would be Jane Richards. who lost a leg, lost her brother and a leg at the finish line. And he said he looks at her kind of like his talisman. That would be his good luck charm. A child. We lost a leg and her brother at the finish line. And this, this self-absorbed a-hole says, yeah, she's like a good luck charm for me. And he waves at Janie. Of course, he never saw Janie. And does Janie wouldn't know who he is. And her name is Jane, by the way. You don't know her. And he just uses her, uses her suffering, uses her family's tragic story to help advance him or make him feel like part of the story, to, to steal their valor. Just like Brian Williams stole Valor. So it's despicable on a number of levels. It's despicable that they're lying to their readers, to their list. I mean, again, there's no readers at the Boston Globe anymore. But this guy doesn't think twice about lying to them. I mean, lying to his you know, editors, just lying to make himself look good. It's disgusting. And, hey, mom was right. Are you ever going to read Kevin Cullen or listen to Brian Williams again without thinking, he's making that up, he's making that up. Um, I've got our news report on it. I don't know if it'll play any of the sound. I'd have to. I'd have to do some digging you, you to figure can, it. You can get that later. You yeah, I, that I'll later. take a look. From an HBO documentary where Cullen appears to be saying he was right there when it happened. I remember at one point hearing um, Crystal Campbell's death wheel. This is insane. But this I remember hearing that, and it felt like something passed through me. Um, but um, it, there is. It, it, it's worse with the media, even worse than. I think of a person in the media, it's worse than the president. Everybody knows Biden lies. It's kind of a thing he's been doing for 50 years. Uh, the people who are listening to him 
um, on uh, talking about the Tree of Life Synagogue. People probably just rolled their eyes and said, Joe's lying again. Joe's making stuff up again. It's what he does. A media person, their credibility is the product, is the currency. You know, your, 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 your word is what you, you're selling, you know? You're, yeah. You have to tell the truth or else, that uh, you know, there's no point in reading or listening to you. If I'm, Brian Williams is telling a story, nobody believes him. He's a joke, right? He's a joke. That's why it's absurd that he still has a job. It's absurd that Kevin Cohen's still writing because the people, the few people remaining who read it, don't believe him. They know he's a liar. So why would you have someone? I mean, it's time to get another job in another field, another industry, because You've screwed this one up. I don't You're- know if I don't know if I agree with you on that. I think the people who are reading, because they confirm their lefty bias, they they give them a, a lot of leeway there, and they, and so I just don't think they care. Well, yeah, maybe they did. Maybe they don't even know because they didn't. Uh, you know, obviously we did it on the. You know why Kevin Cohen survived? You know why he still has a job? Why? Because the people who exposed him were the enemies of the globe. It was Kurt right. Minahan. It was right. Chris Curtis. It was EEI. Yeah, and they said. We can't give them the the pelt. You know, we can't give them the W. So it didn't matter that it was clearly a fireable offense. It's the person, the people that exposed him, the people that uh, uh, shined the light on this total fraud. Yeah. And they said, you know what? If we fire him, you know. They win. Kirk Minahan will take a victory lap. Right. Yeah, they win. And EEI, I mean, we've seen, obviously talked many times about the globe. And again, we can't. We're going to talk about media corruption and just dishonesty. I mean, this conversation has to start with the Globe. The Globe ignored the story we talked about two weeks ago. Scott Zolak yeah. mentioning Cam Newton is criticizing him for uh, dancing to rap music during practice. By the way, Zoe was right. Uh, Cam Newton obviously lacked focus. That was the point. Zoe shouldn't have apologized. He had nothing to apologize for. If that were an EEI guy, if that were Christian Fourier, another former Patriot... Not only would it have been the Globe, it would have been the Globe every day for eight, ten days straight. They would have assigned reporters and editors to harass the advertisers. They would have demanded he go to sensitivity training or get fired. And EEI, of course, would have rolled over and done what the Globe tells them to do. It would have been a huge story. It would have been national, too, by the way. But because it's not the enemy of the Globe, it's uh, a radio station the Globe likes, essentially. So they ignore it and just... Hopes it goes away, and it did. And good for Zoe. It should have shouldn't have been a big deal, but they would have made it a big deal. That's how corrupt. That's how 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 dishonest the Boston Globe is. But I have to say, even even judging, if we're going to make a list on you know media people, media entities, outlets that lack credibility, that lack uh, integrity, Globe's near the top of the list, of course. But I don't think it tops the Rolling Stone. Oh, Rolling Stone. This I don't, is a wild story. I don't think it's... Right, but here's what you should do, Carano, because you're probably not quite as well-versed in this as I am because I'm obsessed, obsessed with media corruption. Yes. Just Google uh, Rolling Stone hoaxes. I mean, it's what they do. I mean, they had the hoax... Didn't they do the, about, the, the uh, lacrosse team? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they uh, they didn't start the lacrosse team story, but um, the lacrosse... the. Duke Lacrosse was advanced by the DA, the corrupt DA, that Nifong, that that scumbag. He's the one that tried to destroy the lives of the Duke players, knowing the story wasn't true because he was advancing his own uh, political career. But Virginia, uh, University of Virginia rape hoax. Right. That's it's amazing in detail about raping. By the way, breaking, I believe they said the victim uh, landed on a glass table and it broke and then she got raped. Like, so the guy was raping her. They crush a glass table. It's a bunch of glass, and he just raped her. And they and they wrote it, and it was totally 100% made up. And it's what they do. I mean, Rolling Stone is what they do. Any, your latest example, and this one's kind of funny. It's so stupid. It's so, it was so obvious, so transparent. Over the weekend, there was a tweet that went viral um, and a story from the Rolling Stone about ivermectin which is now, obviously, uh, um, the, guy, the guy who invented ivermectin won the uh, Nobel Prize <laughs> yes, he did. for saving lives. But now Joe Rogan takes it, and certain right-wingers uh, endorse it. So the uh, Rolling Stone and others, the whole media, had to ter- uh, 
had to turn their uh, uh, guns on ivermectin. And um, this one was so silly. This is kind of like a Kevin Cohen story. It's so silly. It's so made up. It, it, didn't, it didn't pass the smell test for five minutes for most people. And I'll tell you why. The, uh, do you have the tweet, the ABC, the initial tweet? About, uh, get it up here. It's like a Drew Holden stuff. And I've yeah, got, yeah. So, uh, so the original story from, um, uh, from Oklahoma has um, a, a story about an Oklahoma doctor saying that I, a gunshot victims have to wait in line behind ivermectin overdoses. The hospital is overrun with ivermectin overdoses. And it's obviously too good to check. One of those kind of stories. Too good to check. Immediately, by the way, Rachel Maddow's tweet is still up, I believe. Yeah, it is. She tweeted. I looked this morning. And, and I know she probably was, you know, fly fishing over the weekend. She's a big fly, fly fisherman uh, over the weekend and not really locked in. But does anyone text her? Any friends say, you got to take that down, you idiot? It's You're getting mocked and ridiculed by everybody? I mean, it's... Uh, it, to double check. See if it's still up right now. Uh, see if Rachel Maddow's still up. But... A whole bunch of media outlets retweeted it and talked about it and ran with it. And here's what struck me when I saw this initially, Corano, the uh, uh, the, the initial um, tweet. Um, Still up, by the way. Gunshot victims left waiting as horse... Oh, they, they went with the horse dewormer. Yeah, of course. As horse dewormer overdoses overwhelm, overwhelm Oklahoma hospital, doctor says. Well, the doctor, of course, the didn't even work there. <laughs> no, he hasn't been there for the last two months. He right. works for a uh, a staffing organization that some that has some doctors there. But and, uh, and I've it, got Macalea, who was interviewed, who was talking about this. Was okay, the, this, like, the this is thing. the doctor who started the ball rolling, yeah. correct? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. just one quack who said, "Oh yeah, uh, you know the the, the over the gunshot victims. They're they're stuck out in the hallway, bleeding out because we have so many ivermectin overdose. By the way, what is an overdose of ivermectin? I mean, it's a medicine." It doesn't give you a buzz, does it? I don't know what it does to you. I mean, I, I'm assuming that at some point it would make you sick and you maybe you right. could die from it, but it's also something that they use for malaria. I mean, it's a prescribed well, drug. So why would you overdose on it? I mean, I, you overdose on heroin because it gives you a buzz, right? It makes you, you know, and you want more. Or oh, you, because people are too over- stupid, so they're taking too much, so it's uh, killing them. Is what, okay. is, so, is and what they rush to the hospital uh, uh, because they took too much of the horse dewormer. As somebody pointed out, if you want to know the agenda of the media person, see how they refer to ivermectin. If they call it a horse dewormer or, you know, a, a medicine for cows or, or livestock, then they're lying. They're, they're, they're not telling you the truth. They are attempting to, uh, to, to stigmatize the, the, the medicine, which hasn't, you know, been endorsed by the right people. It's being endorsed by, you know, Joe Rogan, probably Alex Jones took it too. It's Trump, so- Trump probably likes it. It's so it's so disingenuous too. Like I'm okay with the argument that hey, maybe ivermectin isn't the isn't necessarily the best thing for COVID, or we don't know yet. But just to just to describe it that way, <laughs> without giving the full picture, I mean, it's a drug that people are using for for medical reasons, not just for livestock for malaria. Like I said, and and there so were you know a few people who took this just took this apart right away. It didn't, unlike, you know, the Virginia uh, hoax, Virginia uh, frat house yeah. rape hoax, or, you know, Duke lacrosse or whatever, or any of the other uh, uh, hoaxes we've seen over the years. This didn't last very long. And I'll tell you why. Look at the picture. You got it right in front of you. Right? Oh, yeah. Look at the picture. That's Oklahoma in uh, August or uh, early September. Uh, you had it, in, uh, the original picture. Oh, maybe I did. But they're all, oh, here's the one. Yeah, like they're all, they're all in jackets <laughs> and boots. Everybody is bundled up. And <laughs> yes. someone pointed out, boy, there must have been quite the cold snap in Oklahoma this August. All right. The picture is not even from uh, the right day or the right time. The picture is no from way. January. Yeah. The picture is from January outside. I believe they're waiting for vaccines or they're waiting for tests uh, and it's outside a hospital or a clinic and they're all bundled up. Like, how do you not, if you're not the editor, <laughs> if you're not like checking this out, how do you not ask that question? This is one of the lamest hoaxes. Unfortunately, it was exposed so quickly. And this guy drew Holden on uh, Twitter has a thread where he gets, uh, includes all the, um, the, uh, fe- uh, the people who fell for it and yeah, retweeted yeah. it and commented on it, including, uh, as he points out, Rachel Maddow, who has, what is it? 13 million. 13 million? Let me get her number. 
She has, I'm sorry, 10.5 million followers. She retweets a thing, uh, including the quote, patients overdosing on ivermectin are backing up rural Oklahoma hospitals, ambulances. And she says, the scariest one I've heard of and seen is people coming in with vision loss. People coming in to the hospital <laughs> yes. with vision yeah. loss for ivermectin overdose. She retweets the, or tweets this out to her 10 million followers on September 2nd. It is now September 7th, Carano, and it's still up there. And you got Alex, was it, uh, who's that, Alex Berenstain? What was the guy's oh, name? Oh, Alex Berenstain, who's been who got, banned. Who's been banned for asking some point. questions about, just asking and questions. He's been banned for life for asking questions, being a skeptic of vaccines, but everything he did, everything was had data to back it up. Everything was linked to some study. That's why he was he was good, a good follow because he stayed on top of studies around the world to be, you know, something in Israel or Sweden, and boom, he'd have it. He's banned for life. And by the way, before he was banned for life, they put warnings on yes. all his tweets. Yeah, any warnings on there's the Maddow no, tweets? There's no warning on <laughs> no. Rachel Maddow's tweet or Rolling Stones or Rolling Stone, <laughs> which has again gone to. Uh, I mean, I want to see how many. I'll get you how many. Uh, Rachel Maddow. 9,753 likes, 3,600, oh. uh, I mean, 4,500 retweets. 10,000 likes, 4,500 retweets, and it's still up. No warning, no ban, no nothing. You know what? Big tech is as corrupt or more corrupt as big media. And, and, and as we've talked about many times, and they don't even seem to care. But this stupid story, this stupid lie, this hoax uh, came from one doctor. And I assume they just wanted to believe it. You know, that's what happens. If you guys says you don't check it because it's too good to check, too good to verify. It's juicy. Run with it, retweet it. And then Rolling Stone issues an update. Not a correction, not an apology, an update. I don't know if you have it, but. Yeah, I've got I, I all this. So let's listen to the you doctor. Want to listen to the doctor, I first. doctor. This is the guy, the source. They've got the ball rolling. This is like the, the Kevin Cullen of the uh, Oklahoma medical community. are so backed up that gunshot victims were having hard times getting to facilities where they could get definitive care. So that was his first cut. So backed up. Okay, that's just 100% made up. Just made up. And they don't care because it's, I guess, because what? What is Ivermectin? If you believe that crap, what does that mean? If you believe Ivermectin is killing people, that means you doubt the effectiveness of a drug that Joe Rogan used to get better? I mean, is that really your agenda? Is that really your goal? To, to, to they want everybody to take the jab, and they think oh, if, yeah, if there's some sort of cure, oh, right, then right. people are less likely to take the jab. So if you if you're like Rogan and you take ivermectin and along with all that other stuff, yeah, that's bad because Rogan didn't get vaccinated. Do I have that right? I think he has been vaccinated though. But they they just I, yeah I think they, that anything that keeps people from from, from getting, getting the jab, I see. I see they'll go with. And this is not. Uh, this is not always like a doctor. Sometimes it's just medical, uh, media people. It's actually, you know, reporters and talk show hosts who are so determined to help the, you know, the pro-vax effort that they will lie about any therapeutic that helps you get better if you don't get vaccinated. Especially an ex an, an I, inexpensive one. I'm trying to understand, trying to see why people would even want to, you know, would, would want to believe this quack. I mean, would not check because it just helps them advance a pro-vax agenda. Do I have that right? I think uh, so. All right, let's listen to more from this. What's the name, doctor? Uh, Maclea. There he is. Some people taking inappropriate dosages have actually put themselves in worse conditions than if they had caught COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. He's just making it up. He's just making it up, and it doesn't matter. Rolling Stone runs with it. All these, uh, all these friggin' media outlets. Rachel Maddow. Uh, who else we had? Daniel Dale, uh, that's a CNN uh, fact checker. Um, you had The Guardian, you had uh, Newsweek, New York Daily News. There were well, just a ton of them. And here's the update uh, from Rolling Stone. Update, get it? Not correction, not apology. Update. Northeastern Hospital System issued a statement. Although Dr. Jason Makalea is not an employee, he is affiliated with a medical staffing group that provides coverage for our emergency room. With that said, Dr. Michalea has not worked at our Salisaw location in over two months. He doesn't work there. He doesn't, he doesn't, yeah. he just made it up. And then they say, you know, uh, they, they write all about uh, ivermectin 
uh, and talked about uh, um, some people have taken the wrong dosage. Um, that's not what you said. You said people who have gunshot wounds can't get into a hospital because the hospitals are overrun. I don't believe any hospital hospitals are overrun story. When I see them, they've been debunked no. so often. I see a story, and they, obviously they, they all want them to be about Florida or uh, Texas, and I just dismiss it. I say they're making that up. I don't believe any of them. <laughs> no, they've cried wolf too many times. Right. And so Rolling Stone had to do this because you had the hospital system basically put out a press release saying oh. uh, NH Sequoia, which is their Has not their had system, to turn away any has not patients. Treated, not treated any patients due to complications relating to ivermectin. This includes not treating any any patients for ivermectin overdose? Zero, <laughs> not even one. <laughs> and they say they have not turned anyone away. It's amazing. Who is seeking emergency medical care? <laughs> so there was no overdoses. There was no backup. There was no overrun emergency rooms. Totally made up by some nut job lefty doctor. And none of these media people care. It just fits their agenda. They want to believe it. And Rachel Maddow, you know, call your office. You're lying to 10 million people. It doesn't matter to Jack Dorsey because, you know, he's on your team. But no warning, no ban, no suspension, no, no take that down. We demand you take that down. There are zero ivermectin overdoses in Oklahoma. <laughs> <Zero>. <laughs> and uh, it's, I don't know, I, I guess whatever it takes. They, they were, you know what? This is an emotional reaction to the most disappointing news of the weekend for the mainstream media. Joe Rogan got better. Joe Rogan got better, and God, I hate that. In three days, too. Like in three in no days. time. I know. And he, you know, took, didn't, I don't think, he, uh, I mean, why do you think he's vaccinated? I, I saw I, I saw a report that he was, but it's not verified, so I, I don't know. All right. I don't well, know. well this, that brings us to the big, uh, the big question of the day, and I, I haven't talked to you about this, and I don't know the answer, but Bruce Arians, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach, claimed the other day, that the Bucks were 100% vaccinated. Yeah. And as I tweeted and everybody tweeted, really? That includes Tom Brady, which I found hard to believe, but I found it even harder to believe when the news broke over the weekend that Brady had COVID, that Brady had COVID and recovered from COVID in February. By the way, the story in the Tampa Bay Times is, and the guy's probably a good reporter, he says he got a one-on-one -on -one interview with Tom Brady. There's, really? the, the, there's one quote, and all it is is about how it's going to be tough to, you know, deal with COVID. He said it's going to be harder this year than last, uh, dealing with COVID. <laughs> he said it's going to be, uh, it's going to be challenging this year. I actually think it's going to play more of a factor this year than last year just because of the way we're doing, what we're doing now and what the stadium is going to look like and what the travel is going to look like and the people in the building. That's it. That's, that's reporter, not a one-on-one. -on -one. He got a the, text. The reporter has, he says, uh, the, I, um, I just read it again this morning because I'm thinking, this is the worst one-on-one -on -one exclusive I've ever seen. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he writes, where, where's his, 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 he talked to me. Brady talked to me. Does he say exclusive or what? Um, he doesn't ask him. Uh, he, 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 he says he got COVID. He got over it. All right? Yeah. You're telling me Tom Brady would get vaccinated after getting COVID with him? You know, we looked into it. You know, Alex did all the research. There's all kinds of research that says you have better protection against COVID after you've had it. Your natural immunity is stronger than the vaccine. You're telling me Brady, after recovering from COVID, agreed to get vaccinated? I just, I don't know. I don't believe it. No, I don't think he would have. Um, I was um, talking to somebody about this, and they said... In Brady's mind, getting COVID, yeah, he says, Brady discussed, it says, he, he says, teams battling COVID was among the topics Brady discussed one-on-one -on -one with me, says the writer, writer Rick Stroud, who never asks, like, when did you get vaccinated? What vaccine did you get? Did you think about not getting vaccinated? And nothing like that. He just has, talks about, oh, it's going to be a challenging year after admitting he had COVID. Do you think Brady looks at it as being vaccinated because he already had COVID and thinks, yeah, I'll, I'll call it a vaccine? I do. Because, I, I mean, can he do that, though? I mean, I know he's the most powerful player in the league and the most famous and all that, the greatest ever. But can he get away with saying he's vaccinated if he's not? Some doctor will lie for him, don't you think? I don't know. I don't know. It just seems hard to believe that Tom Brady, after getting COVID, after getting the immunity, 
would would say, yeah, jab me. Give me that uh, unproven vaccine. No, I think it's unlikely. I also think it's super convenient that he had COVID directly right after the Super Bowl last year. Um, well, he had it after the parade, the boat parade, where he threw the oh, trophy. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, that's, that well. was a super spreader event. So he got it then. It's a good point. Like, everything's done. He got it out of the public yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah. There's no team functions. And he says, yeah, I got it. I'm all better. But, I, I mean, it just seems hard to believe that Tom Brady, again, he doesn't think he can get hurt. He claims, he's told us many times. He doesn't get sunburned. He, he, yeah, <laughs> right. He, he knows how to not get sunburned. He knows how to not get hurt playing in the NFL. And, by the way, he's done a pretty good job of it. He for the has. last uh, he has. 13 years of not getting hurt. Um there's no way he thinks he thought he was going to be really uh, affected by COVID. I'll bet you he thinks, I bet you it was just like Joe Rogan. I bet you it was three days and maybe one day of the sniffles and all better. Uh, but we don't get any details. No. The guy's at one-on-one and you don't find out what was it like, Tom? How long did it last? Were you stuck in bed? Were you in the hospital? I mean, we, we, there's a million follow-ups and we get none of it in this, in this exclusive uh, Tampa Bay Times story. I, I'm telling this you. isn't your guy on the guy on the ground, no, is it's it? Not, no, not. All right, okay. Although my guy didn't really come through he either. Didn't get this, even uh, this far. Yeah. I mean, this this no one ever asked Brady. As far as I could tell, no one ever asked him if he's vaccinated. I mean, I've been reading and trying to stay on top of the story. Bruce Arians said he was vaccinated. He said the whole team, everybody, which includes Tom Brady. Brady has never answered the question flat out, are you vaccinated? So maybe someday someone will get to it and then uh We'll find out if he... I have uh, to think the Boston media would have asked that question. As, I would think, as, well, I as, know. You know. I'm going to guess if he were on the radio with us, we'd uh, well, certainly... I'm sure I he mean, would have, yeah. As I've said many times, it's not even, a, not even an uncomfortable no, people, or people inappropriate question. Players have asked Aaron Rodgers. They've asked, you know, uh, 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 what's his name in uh, Minnesota, who's, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, not, yeah. Uh, who's not uh, vaccinated, claimed um, he um, is not going to get vaccinated. That was a big deal when... Uh, why am I drawing a blank on his QB? Well, I'm looking for it, but uh, is it Cousins or? Um... Yes, Kirk Cousins yeah. has not been vaccinated, and he doesn't want to get vaccinated. It's a big deal. It's a problem. The coach who pisses off is this coach, Mike Zimmer. It's a story. Every quarterback, every star player is going to get asked, except apparently Tom Brady. But uh, we, uh, we have our doubts on Brady. And I'm not saying, you know, he's, he's a liar because he hasn't been asked. Yeah, <laughs> if anything, his coach is the liar. Bruce Arians might, or maybe Bruce, yeah. Um, you know, maybe Bruce Arians was uh, misinformed, but someday Brady will be asked and we'll see whether he tells the truth uh, or we'll see whether he's just, he's so powerful that he found a way around this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if like, I don't know, maybe some doctor, maybe some, I don't know how you do it. Get a fake vaccine card. See the woman that got busted with a fake vaccine card in Hawaii. She was going on a trip to Hawaii and she spelled Moderna wrong on the fake. Oh no. Yes, M-A, M-A-D. E-R instead of M-O. M-O. She spelled Moderna wrong. She's busted, and they come down hard on you. It's not, I bet. It's yeah. not quite Australia yet, but they come down Ugh. on you hard in Hawaii. Um, they're close. They're close to, you know, they're closer to Australia, so they're more like them, and it's more of a police state. But Turtle Boy's got to do a better job making those up for people. Yeah, yeah that's true. Watch his spell check. Is he, is he started selling those yet? <laughs> well, he said, on, he said on your program he would. I don't know. Yeah, he, he said he's going to go into business selling <laughs> fake vaccine cards. It sounds like, you know, if you have a fake ID and your kid buying beer, they just take it away, right? You don't really. Yeah, I think they, so. They, yeah. I mean, if you have a fake vaccine card, they want to put you in, you know, that that prison with the with the insurrectionists and then DC put you in the deplorable prison. They want to come down hard on you because they're all they all have the same goal: get as many people vaccinated as possible. It's a yeah, I guess it's a noble goal, but the uh, punishment does not fit the crime. It's no. it's out of control. All right, we had a couple more things to get to, but what am I doing here? Want to do Shay? We'll do Shay and. Uh, what else we got? Oh, I got Todd Greenwald. I oh, got Australia we, stuff. We I got get tons to, of stuff. Australia is so disturbing. When you the video, doesn't it really bother you? I mean, when you watch that video or any video in Australia now with them beating people up for not wearing a mask, the cops shooting with like, rubber bullets, smack, yeah, shooting them, clubbing them over the legs, and you say, "What kind? What? I mean, what, is that the point? We've it can happen here, Jerry. Is that coming here? It can. That's the big question. The one difference is we own guns. That's, that's only going to go so far. They used to. They gave them all back. Yep. They gave them all back because of uh, a mass shooting. And uh, now we're seeing the results of that. But let me talk about Shea first, and then we'll get to that. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shea Concrete 
has a huge selection of precast concrete steps. Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shea, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense, this is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. Uh, you know, uh, before we get to Australia, yeah. quick trend. It's week one of college football. A lot of people are very excited. I didn't spend a lot of time watching college football, but I saw this story. Quick trend. Their uh, fans are just going nuts. They're letting off steam and singing and dancing and yelling and making all kinds of noise. And it's a whole, it's a, it's a very encouraging thing to see. They're not, they're living their lives. Yeah. The uh, trend where they have this new chant. Have you heard about it? No, no. It isn't. It's F Joe Biden. Oh. And uh, there's a, there's a thread uh, on Twitter it's like five or six different games, not one game, five or six different games where they all start chanting, F Joe Biden is kind of a, you know, it's, they're, they're rebelling. They're defying the, uh, you know, they're showing up in big crowds and they're not wearing masks and they're breathing all over each other and they're having a good time and they're chanting F Joe Biden. That's what we want from our kids. That, they need to be rebels. If, if that catches on like an NFL stadiums, boy, the media, you want to see uh, the, uh, the media cover something up or omit something because it's not really that important. But if that becomes a trend and that you can like hear it on TV games, that'd be awesome. That'd be fun. But hopefully uh, we continue to rebel and uh, we don't turn into Australia. And I've already declared, I already said I'm never going there. I, I, I used to want to go there someday, go to the beach, show, go look at the wild animals, all the things you're supposed to do in Australia. I'm never going there. These people have lost their minds it is scary. They are beating people up for not wearing masks. They're putting people in internment camps if they, if they test positive or if they, you know, are exposed to somebody who's testing positive. They don't, people aren't really dying. There's no great uh, like plague uh, wiping out half the population. Nothing like that. They just have tyrants, the people in government over there, they all they all have the same, you know, they have that same mentality as, you know, Gretchen Whitmer and Gavin Newsom and Charlie Baker. They want to control people. They're getting off on the control. They're they're like using facial recognition. Yeah, they are. To, There's new apps. To see, uh, where, yep. yeah, to see, see whether you, you left your house for yep. more than an hour. You know, they're like pulling people over if they suspect they're not uh, going you know, out for no reason, for the wrong reason and arresting them. And, Fortunately, you know, people have cell phone cameras, so we're getting to see it. And it's just so disturbing. Um, how, you looking at the deaths? Yeah, so we're still rolling average around six. It, it just fluctuates between and two and six people in the 20, entire country. How many million? 28 million people or something? Uh, six. And New Zealand's worse because New Zealand has no deaths. They have, like, no cases. And they're locking people down and beating people up. How did this happen in the West? 25 million, by the way. 25 million people, six deaths, and they are literally putting people in internment camps. You could see the camps. Oh, yeah, we're seeing them. There's videos coming out all over the place. They're They've got leper, audio about leper it. Colonies. Yeah, they are. I mean, this is, the United States did this, of course, in World War II um, to Japanese Americans, and it, it's, it sounds so horrible in retrospect, but now we're seeing it live. Right, and it's, obviously, it's regrettable. It's a, uh, you know, dark chapter in our past. When, yeah. When Roosevelt uh, uh, locked up Japanese Americans, including veterans, I mean, it's, Nobody looks back and thinks it was a good idea. No. This is uh, taking people who just, uh, I guess, got sick, you know, or got exposed to somebody who's sick, sick, and putting them in camps. You think just the thought of that would, would just disgust yeah, people. Yeah, being, being captured, being kidnapped and put somewhere. Because of your, because of your, because, because you might have a, a flu? Right, and, and, and you could see the people who are getting arrested, they're not, like, 
uh, necessarily old or obese, they're not going to die. They're not going to die from it. They're not going to die. They're just and like like everyone else, like Tom Brady, like Joe Rogan. They're getting uh, um, COVID and they're getting better. Do they let you out of the camp when you get better, or do you stay there? Well, that is, we've got sound of of a guy going off because after he's supposed to get out after fourteen days and they're not letting him. Oh. So they're threatening to gas him. I mean, it's 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 ugly. It's All really right. ugly stuff. Let's let's listen to some of the madness down under. All right. Well, here's that second cut that I was mentioning. This is from the perspective of another guy listening to it. So uh, there's a couple a couple things happening. So it sounds like they want this guy to stay here longer, which is concerning for me because he's stayed here for 14 days. Calm down, or you're gonna get gassed. You're gonna get gassed. Calm down, or you're gonna get gassed. Gassed. Jeez. So it come to find out too, because it uh, it goes on further. But I guess this was his 14th day, and he was supposed to get out at midnight, and now they're not letting him out. <sighs> well, it's you know what? There are lots of um, public officials, you know, public health officials. Fauci probably looks at that and says, "That's what we got to do. That's what I want to do." I saw a tweet over the weekend. Someone, read, Jim Acosta was like promoting whatever show he has on CNN on the weekends and holiday weekends. I guess that's what he does now. Yeah. Uh, that they kicked him out of the White House briefing room. And he was promoting that he had Dr. Fauci coming up on the show. Like it was like Sunday of a holiday weekend in the summer when Jim, I mean, Dr. Fauci is such a pathetic little narcissist that he's still going on all those uh, CNNs and MSNBCs still saying the same crap a year and a half later. The guy hasn't had any credibility. Talk about liars. This whole show, we got a theme, liars, liars. Fauci's still going on TV talking about, you know, where you, you know, kids should be masked and stay your distance and wash your hands. I'm like, when does he go away? I mean, he's almost 81 almost 81 and he's still sitting there with his tv makeup on hoping you know jake or anderson will give him a call and or or his dream his dream rachel rachel maddow when she's you know off her vacation will call and put him on and he'll say the same freaking things he's been saying uh for a year and a half by the way Rand paul took a victory lap today because he was right fauci lied fauci subsidized the uh the lab where they created this uh virus and uh, um, uh, under oath, I believe it was under oath. Yeah, it was under oath when he was having that fight, that great yeah, fight right. with uh, Rand Paul. Yeah. Rand Paul was right. Fauci lied again. But stay tuned. Jim Costa has, has him coming up next. Dr. Anthony Fauci. How is he still talking about, how, how does he still have a job? He's Biden's only elder in the administration. He's got to keep him around. <laughs> oh, no, he's not. He's going, I was not, maybe not in the administration. Half the people in Washington are older than Biden. That's Nancy true. Pelosi's older than <laughs> That's Biden. True. You got, you got uh, what's her name? Uh, the Diane Feinstein. Yeah. Who's like, apparently, you know, has actual dementia. <laughs> actual dementia. And she's a sitting senator. It, it's, it's not a problem. You can be 100 years old in Washington and they can't seem to get rid of you. I got another cut from uh, Australia. It's, uh, it's feeding time at the internment. Feeding time. Uh, well, that's nice. Do they feed them like we feed our refugees on our military bases? <laughs> we'll get to that. I think a little better. We're just waiting patiently to be fed. It's like when you shake the, uh, the bag of dog, the dog treats and the dogs come running. <laughs> We're all just outside waiting. Just had the cops come around and tell this woman off staying over here as well. Because there was about five seconds in between her taking a cup of a sip of her cup of tea and she took her face mask down. Cops came around literally on the dot and just pulled her up for it and she said, Well I'm drinking my tea and they said, Well not right now, you're not put your face mask on. There's a guy sitting outside. So some of this camp in particular is a bunch of different single units. And so he's sitting out on a porch just uh, taking film of this entire thing as he, as he's, as he waits to get fed like a, a caged animal in the oh, zoo. Good. Or like a refugee in, uh, <laughs> I believe this was uh, in, in, a refugee in Texas. I believe it was at Fort Bliss. Um, this rep, he's a 28-year-old. Hamid Ahmadi uh, posted a photo on Twitter of his um, of his meal, and he wrote, not complaining, but this is what I got last night for dinner, and the next meal is 12 hours later. Well, he naturally got uh, just crushed <clears throat> on Twitter from people who were like, listen to this ingrate. And you know what? This, uh, this, maybe it's just 
theme we should just do every day. Biggest liars. Hamid Ahmadi is a liar. He tweets out the picture, and you've seen it, right? Yeah, it's, I've seen it, yeah. It's like Some a little, little bit, of potatoes, bit of chicken. Chicken. I think that's chicken, and that's fruit. There's oh, like is it fruit? cantaloupe okay. and watermelon. Yeah. And it's a container you get like at a cafeteria, which has room for three different dishes. Yep. One of them's empty. You know why it's empty? Because he took something out of it. And you know what else he took out of it? The bread. Right? He's so stupid. In the corner of the photo, you can see crusts of bread. That's the thing. It's so easy to edit <laughs> photos in my iPhone. Like, I can just crop super, super quick and easy. How could he not crop that out? And again, this is not really an important uh, story. You know, like no, Joe Biden lying about uh, the Afghan government. It, but it's a narrative. But this this thing. is in Right. So this, this ingrate, a grown man, 28-year-old grown man, complaining because the U.S. government, which just flew him out of Afghanistan, brought him to America and is now giving him all the benefits soon of, of a, you know, being an American. He'll be on whatever kind of welfare program he wants to be on. You have no doubt about that. He'll have food stamps. He'll have all kinds of uh, benefits from, you know, the great Satan here. Um, he's complaining about the free food he's getting at Fort like, Well, first of all, bub, this, again, we mentioned this earlier. Maybe you weren't listening there, Ahmad. There's 10 million jobs out there. 10 right. million jobs. Right. I'll bet you in El Paso right now, there's a thousand fast food places with help wanted signs. And you know what? Some of them do. They get to, you get to eat all you want if you work. Uh, you know the he's like the fry he's, later. he's looking at this. He's like with food like this. I, I wish I just stayed behind, and captured by the Taliban, and <laughs> shot. You know. Uh, he, he writes. Oh, he's a blogger and a writer. He says he said he had a pretty good job back in Kabul. I had a decent life. I had a family. I was forced to flee. He said. Um, he just wanted to show what refugee like was like. I hope you enjoy. I mean, it's one one tweet after another calling him an ingrate and you know complaining about this. And see, I'm I didn't I don't know. You want to complain about it? Go ahead. It's the fact that he's lying about it. That he's not showing you all the food. It sucks. Yeah, show us the bread. <laughs> the bread is over here Come in this on. container, which probably would be what vegetables or potatoes or yeah. something is empty. Yes. So he ate some of the meal. And then he tweeted out some of it and pretended refugee he was, life. I mean, come uh, on! You were saved from from probably slavery in, in Kabul. Oh no, he said a decent life, but you not know, now. He was flown here. By the way, that's going to be the next scandal. It's Biden administration. It's just going to be one scandal after another. We're going to find out that they just. I mean, we left some translators behind. Obviously, we left some Americans behind. Some of them are sitting on air, in airplanes trying to get out, but yeah. the Taliban's not letting them out. You know what they call that? They call that a hostage. There's going to be hostages, and we're going to find out of the 120,000 people we flew out and, and came to America, there's going to be, you know, child brides. You know, there's going to be uh, terrorists, people on terrorist watch lists and ISIS affiliates. I mean, we, we didn't vet these people. We just poured and stuffed them on C-17s and flew them to America. That's it. That, and, and again, there'll be the media will cover it up, but... There'll be guys, you know, 60-year-old guys with 11-year-old wives or three wives or six wives. or There'll be honor killings because some Afghan woman came here and suddenly showed her face. There'll be a lot of that stuff coming down the pipe. It's, it's inevitable. I mean, you don't think 120,000 people, even if you did There's going to be some bad apples, of course. There's going to be some bad apples. But that will... that. That's our latest liar. How about that lineup of liars we had today? We had the Rolling, oh, Stone, Rolling Stone liars. We had the media lying about... Uh, about Biden or covering up Biden's conversation with the Afghan president. We had Joe Biden saying he was at the Tree Life Synagogue uh, when he wasn't. He lied. We have Tom Brady lying about getting vaccinated. Or, or a coach. <laughs> One of them did. No, I don't know. <laughs> we got Colin. We've got, uh, we got Brian got Williams. Colin, we got all, Williams. everybody. Yeah, today is liars on parade. And you know what? We could, we could go on for hours. We can go on for hours. The media is so dishonest. They're so disgusting and despicable. Uh, but uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see if Rachel takes down the tweet. Now it's been up for five days, <laughs> lying about Oklahoma hospitals. I love that part. Not one. They forget being overwhelmed. Not one Not overdose zero. victim. Not one person's been denied service at an emergency room. Not one. They're all freaking liars. That's that's how you have to watch the news. That's how you have to read the news. Just assume. If you're watching, reading, you know, the Boston Globe, just assume it's all lies because there's a good chance it's it's all lies. But we shall leave it there, Carano. That is uh, that is it for our uh, recap of the long weekend of Liars on Parade. Thanks to everybody for listening and for watching and to comment and for commenting. Uh, Carano, you kept them entertained. Yeah, yeah, we, I mean, we, we talk. 
We talked. Did you did you run this weekend? You getting ready for the big run? Oh, I've run every day. Every day since I signed up for the race. Every day. Yeah, Maybe I'm you're overdoing better. it. You're gonna be able, overdoing it. You're gonna be able to do three no, miles. No, I'm, yeah, of course I'll be able to do. I don't know how so fast. What are, what are you worried about? Because uh, I want to. Well, wanna, I can't lose to you. Are you uh, kidding me? Oh, you're gonna beat me? I hope so. Oh, I'm, I'm not gonna. And I'm not going to go that hard. I, I run. I'm a, I'm I a, want to acquit the show well. I don't want to do I'm a bad a, I'm job. I'm a grinder. I'm a plotter. I'm, I'm not, thinking about your honor. Why don't you see if you can beat Minahan? He's, he's I think yeah, he's fast. Been, he's, yeah, he's too fast for me probably. If he's running seven and a half minute miles, he'll beat me. What are you going to run? Eight Ugh. something? I hope I could do eight something. It's not, look. I don't know. We'll no, see. You'll beat me. You'll beat me. I'm not going to hurt myself. I don't want to I'll hurt myself, to, but, but I, it'll be yeah. it'll be fun if you haven't. But signed I haven't. Up, we're getting ready. Totally. If get you ready. haven't signed up yet, you can go to Step Up for Colleen. Is that? Uh, can you just check that? We uh, we we, uh, we can tweet it out to the uh, link. You can go to Step Up for Colleen, and you can sign up. And I believe you can still be on Team Minahan. Yes, you can. We have a big team. It's like sixty people. Um, Is this the one? I think it's the. Do- I'll tweet out the link later on. Okay, we tweeted out a little up, bit earlier. Step Up for Colleen. Well, that's a Twitter, but here. Oh. Yeah, you can follow at uh, Step Up for Colleen on Twitter, but it's uh, it's 11, Colleen. Eleven days away. It's was it is it ColleenRitzer.org yes. is the is the place to go. All right, got it. Got yeah, it. but so I'll, we'll, we'll tweet come it out for, again. Come for a run, get a get a pink T-shirt. All right, that's it. Thanks again. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.